Uh, this is the Baltimore Beast Mason Martin, and you're listening to the Three Count Podcast. Welcome everybody to another now great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring. I'm your host Clifford Red Dog Miller. That's right, that man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. You could call me your Sherpa, but like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone that's been there, done that, and has a more efficient way of getting up the mountain. And guess what? It's never about me. It's always about who's in the ring. And so the person who's in the ring today, he comes to us from Fight Pro, SCWA, EWA, 1CW, SSW, Code Red, AON, and ATCW. He is one half of Black Privilege, the better looking half of Black Privilege, I might say myself, Samuel Masters. Hello, everyone. That, that last part is very true. It's very, very <laughs> Whatever, Ty. You can be mad about it if you want. Prove, prove me wrong. <laughs> Yo, so we've actually been trying to get you on the show for a hot minute, man. So I'm so glad that we were able to get this finally accomplished. Yeah, outside of wrestling, I, I my my life is I'm never yeah, I'm always doing something. So yeah. <laughs> so well, first question I have for you, man, is who is Sam Masters? Uh, you would ask me as the wrestler or the person who created the character? Let's, why not both? Why not both? Right. So, uh, for most of you, this isn't a shock. Uh, I'm not an only child, but I am extremely, I guess, humbly arrogant, and it's an oxymoron because I've just always been confident in everything I do. So then everyone's like, just turn that volume up on your character, make it loud, which I pretty much do. And I kept trying to come up with a way to be different. I was like, I can make a joke character. I can make something else. I had another name. Surprisingly, Samuel Masters was not going to be my original name. It was actually going to be called, I was actually going to call myself Pierce Ashton. And I had a move called uh, Ash to Ashes. I had like the whole Phoenix thing, everything. But the, my brother was playing my brother in chess. And I learned something. I beat him in two moves. And he just goes, God, why you got to be a master? And he looks at me and he hits me in the head. He's like, that's your name. Masters. Samuel Masters. And I looked at him and I went, all right, we're going to roll with that. That's my name. That's my wrestling name. He's like, just like so I went. I sit there and look in the mirror. And just do promos, get my character ready. And then that just kind of trickled into stop being something else, just be you, but just be more arrogant. And so that's pretty much how that started with that. That's pretty much how that went. <laughs> Yo, it's been uh it's been interesting because like we we train together and then we also like we talk a whole bunch offline and we talk about a whole, a whole bunch like in a ring, outside the ring. We we're always like communicating and like this is the first time, like, I actually found out the whole story about how you got your name. <laughs> yeah, like, nobody knows. I think, I think Nick, no, actually, outside of DJ, you're the only, only one that knows. Well, that. now everybody going to know. I <laughs> know now. Yeah, that was originally going to be what I was going to call myself. So, worked out. So, how did you get into the sport? Um, it's no secret. Everybody did backyard wrestling once upon a time. Um, and the process of me doing that, I did it at a show and I came to the point where I was like, I, this is boring. 
and I had met a guy that was pro and he said something to me that stuck with me since then. He said, why are you doing this when you can be doing it like me? And I said, man, I don't, I don't really breathe it as much like you guys do. Like you guys wake up breathing, wanting this. And I just, I would go in there not going fully committed, taking someone else's spot. And he looks at me with a straight face and says, why waste talent that you had on someone who's got the heart, but no talent and no drive? And I went home that night thinking about that. And then I looked and I, I told the guy that was doing the backyard book, and was like, that was my last show. I've made a commitment. I took a whole year off backyard. I looked up gear, what I had to do. And as I started to do that, I started to get like an itch. Like, okay, I'm ready to do traveling. I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to do that. I'm ready to do this. And at that point, I just became fully committed. I just kind of dived in. That, that's pretty much how that went. It's funny because like you mentioned, like a lot of people come from the backyard and we have we've never actually crossed paths in that world, but we know people who have, we, gen- we genuinely have people that we're like both like friends with that are still like in that world. I'll never forget, man. I had someone tell me too. They're like, man, well, why don't you spend like a couple years, uh, you know, just back here and, and learn from us and stuff like that. And then you can, you know, when you go up, you can just be, and I was like, uh, no, I don't want to do that at all. It's like, in fact, yeah i've got like maybe one last match and then i'm just gone and you know and i said it and then i i did it and then next thing you know is i'm running into you and ty and then we have mutual friends and then all of a sudden some of my mutual friends are like hey we're gonna go pro too and i'm like let's go <laughs> yeah i think you came like i think the year i stopped you started yeah you like did it that whole time there was like yeah you guys meet this guy cliff and i was like Look like, like I'm not going to a yard show, guys. Like I'm not saying no, no, he's going pro. I'm like, oh, okay. Then I see you and I go, oh, there's Justin Olin. It's like, wait, oh, this is the guy you was talking about. Oh, okay, cool. It just it works that way. <laughs> it it really does. It's been it's been it's been quite the trip, man. Like just even like jump into the scene and like see everything play out. I'm always like, it's it's wild, man, to think like how much like and it's crazy because like even in and for those out there please be mindful of what you do when you do if you do go back to wrestling but like as you find like those guys who were like were pro and they're like just wanting to kind of do it just for fun now as you start learning from those guys like there's still a huge incline to climb like when you go into pro when you go pro and it's like it to me I'm just kind of like taken back a little bit and I'm just like I wouldn't you know I kind of go back and watch some of the other matches from some of our friends and I was like Man, there's been like a huge contrast. <laughs> like, this yeah, is so yeah. it's a it's wildly experienced. It's a everything's so different, and uh, I'll never this context for everyone. The day I said I was going to go pro, I told Nick I was showing up. I show up, and a bunch of us show up at the same time. And I go, okay, this is weird. And they look at all of us, and they go, "What do you know?" And I say, "I don't know anything." Yeah. And looked at me like he's lying he's like i don't i don't never done anything and they go all right take a bump i take the bump and i sell and they look at me and they go you're lying ron holiday he's like i want you to run the ropes i run the ropes he's like he's lying he's been doing this for years <laughs> and i was like oh man he's like and they go you're a yarder he's like yeah he's like oh okay and that's 
sometimes doing the yard, people kind of people used to look at doing a yard as a bad thing. Now it's like people kind of accept it because they're like, all right, you understand something. Let's fix what you don't understand so it makes sense with the rest. Right. You, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it was funny when I because I remember like talking to to second like in like November and I was like, hey, I'm I'm gonna come see you like in January. I just knew I had things I had to finish up and I wanted to to jump. And um yeah, so then he was like, Yeah, okay, buddy. And the first weekend I showed up in January, mind you, it was like 17 degrees, 18 degrees. I was like, I'm here. And everybody's like, Oh, you you really are here. And I was like, Yeah, I told you I was gonna come. Like I was I wasn't lying. <laughs> like I'm just here. Then I remember Ron telling me, like, Ron and uh Eric, right? They were both like, you know, and everybody who and anybody who's been watching this podcast long enough, if you meet Ron, you also get an impression of Ron. Like, and not just an impression, like he's a he's a good guy but you get impressions of him. You can make impressions. So I'll remember hearing it was, all right, buddy, go ahead and take his bump. <laughs> all the time. All the time. Great. Oh, but yeah, you're absolutely right, man. And speaking of taking bumps, man, I got to know, what's been one of the worst bumps you've taken? Um, It was actually my second concussion. It was two months ago. I got concussed playing football. I don't remember anything. I think I was 17. So then two months ago, I wrestled at uh, ATCW. And we're going over the match. And this one guy I wrestled before, he does a snap cross body. I'm like, okay, cool. He does it. And I bump. All I remember everybody telling me is I bumped. And the wood under the canvas went down and came back up and hit the back of my head. And I, I woke up in the hospital and everybody looks at me and goes dude you were concussed but you went autopilot i was like so what happens like the match went great but i don't remember anything he's like we went great we don't know what happened and i look at my partner like why didn't you wrap it up he's like you looked fine it wasn't until after you started yelling like ron that we knew something was wrong so that was the worst bump so far i think i've had yeah that's the worst bump oh Sorry, Ron, but if you start doing impressions of Ron and if you sound like Ron, like yeah, it's it's time to it's time to go. <laughs> yeah, I think I said I was on the rope because I was because I tagged him in there, and then I was like, "Come on, buddy!" And they looked up. And, oh, no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, just curious, man. Since we're gonna go with the worst bumps, let's talk about what's been the har- who has hit you the hardest. <sighs> Actually, in wrestling, so far, actually, nobody. Everybody's been about the same. It's the training that I get hit the hardest at when I go. Because I was like, dude, I need you to commit. Like, don't be scared. Hit me. And then they hit me and go, oh, okay. We got to find that middle ground of you hitting. Like, it was a good hit. So wrestling hasn't hasn't been bad. My partner's taking all the damage. So, yeah, bad on him. It's it's funny because I was recently just talked about um, somebody else that we know uh, going pro and was throwing super kicks and just not connecting. And uh, he's like, I just didn't want to hit him for real. And, and uh, <laughs> a friend of ours goes, you see how big this motherfucker is? Just hit him and then apologize about it later. <laughs> yeah, 
everybody, I know exactly what you're talking about, because everybody looked like match was great. You just got to connect. Like, his job, people know this, wrestling is a two-way street. Mm-hmm. He doesn't protect himself. It's on him. What we need, we need to hear that. That connection has to be made. Don't be scared. Hit him. <laughs> yep. That's the all the time. It's like, hit me. Like, make it believable. So, yeah. Yeah. That- well, and then and then there's there's you know Chaz like Chaz is one of those guys like him and I like we won't we won't talk about we'll talk about things that we'll do in the back right we'll talk about a, a match that we might plan out or even during training but then like during the match we don't talk about like what we're gonna go we won't hit something right we'll we just want to feel it in the moment and I'll never expect it but every single time Chaz will just smack the shit out of me in the face and I just know like in my mind it's like all right we got to turn the intensity up. But every single time, and so without thinking about it, we ran a match at a promotion, and 40 seconds into the match, I decked the shit out of Chaz. (laughs) And Chaz was like, dude, you hit me. And I was like, I didn't do it this time. (laughs) It's actually funny as he did that last night. (laughs) And the match, he was was like, yeah, let's go. And the guy goes, why? <laughs> he's just a race character. I'm like, roll out, roll out. Let's go. Chance, wrong person. He's like, I got excited. Jesus. <laughs> I love, like, I love how fast Chaz goes from like zero to a hundred. Like, and he doesn't even mean it. It just happens. And you're just like, dude, I need well, you to take all of this and just, just contain, at least give a heads up. Like, Duffin season. I personally like that because it lets me know he's invested. It's like, all right, there it. Up, oh, he's ready, guys. We got him. About to have a good match. <laughs> Yo, it's actually something that we we've talked about like during training, right? Is that um one of one of your favorite things to do is like to test guys because if they'll talk about like having like a really, they're like, hey man, like I can't wait to have this really excellent match and we're gonna do this, this, and this. You're like, well, first of all, if you can do this sequence. Then we can talk about it. Otherwise, it's a basic match. (laughs) Oh, my God. I can't. I don't remember if you were there or not. I remember I showed up to Nick's. And uh, because I was was going up there, of course, to pay him. And he had some new guys. And his foot, once again, don't know how. He hurt his ankle. Go figure. And I was like, all right, Nick, I'll run training. Just tell me if I'm wrong. And I'm sitting there with the guys. And I go, all right, what do you guys no, what do you what do you know with us? They're like, well, we did the bumps and all this other stuff. And I go, okay, you did bumps. Cool. Um, let's see. I want two bumps of everything. Everybody does everything wrong. And Nick goes, well, it's their third week. I go, okay, no problem. Their third week. Do a bump. And the one guy, I can't remember his name, he's like, when am I going to learn to do like power moves like I'm supposed to? I was like, okay. You want to do a power move? What do you want to do? I want to scoop slam it, throw somebody. Okay pick me up picks me up completely wrong it's like how are you supposed to slam me if you can't grab me correctly and am i posting correctly he goes i don't know that was me being an asshole without being an asshole they just say i want go ahead and do it but now you don't know how so how can i trust you to protect me if you can't do these things i can't teach you these things so you got to learn this or get out the ring he got out the ring he didn't get back in He's very upset. It happens, man. It's, 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 and that's one thing, too. We can 
it's usually it's this is like my favorite question to ask it's like one of the hardest lessons to learn right and we can we could talk about it you can tell me one of your hardest lessons to learn and this is something I haven't shared yet on the show so this will be a first time like one of the hardest lessons that I had to learn was to be patient like I got injured doing a three-quarter roll and or a lucha roll some people will know it as uh, but yeah. yeah, I got injured doing it and I, I couldn't sit down. I couldn't stand up. I couldn't lay down. I couldn't like, I could barely walk, you Ooh. know, and I had to wait. And I, I went to the, I went to the, to urgent care, got checked out. They thought I had a hernia kind of find out I had a sports hernia. I actually had a tear in my abdomen and it cost me eight weeks. But the crazy part was when I first did it, right. When I first did the first role before I did the second one and that's where I tore my, my abdomen. When I did the first one, I thought I did it wrong. And I asked Ron, I was like, was that wrong? And he was just like, no. He's like, do it again. And I did it. And that's when it tore. And I was like, yeah, so I obviously did it wrong. But then it was about, like, I wanted to get back in the ring, right? But the next day, like, I'm in so much pain. I showed up to Nick's, but I just grabbed my pad and my pen and just started taking notes. And every week, I wanted to get back in the ring every weekend. I was at Nick's like wanting to train. Everybody was like, you can't, you got to be patient. And I had to practice that. I remember that you were so mad. I could see it on your face. You <laughs> eat it. You were like that little kid. The ice cream's there, but you can't have it. You were... <laughs> I remember that. That was hard. Um, I will say something. A lot of people are going to be like, it should be like you. In the beginning, and this is not a popular name, but I think it's when we all started training, I was going to shows to set up rings and get thrown in battle royals. And Dorian was going to shows not to set up a ring and get booked on matches. And a while that infuriated me, it made me extremely hot. I'm sitting here looking like I'm doing everything right. What's going on? Why is he getting on? What's this? What's this? And I just had to remember, like, you know what? Don't blow up. Everything happens for a reason. Big cure. And I showed up to one promotion by myself. I got there an hour early. Uh, the cameraman let me in. Ring wasn't set up, so I started setting it up. I knew how to do it. And the promoter looks at me, he goes, who are you? And I was like, hi, I'm Greg. We talked. He was like, oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, where's everybody else? I'm like, nobody else here. Just me and the cameraman. He's like, who set up the ring? I was like, I did. I was just there to help with post-production, pre-production. That's it. And he goes, you have gear? And I was like, yeah, I got music. He's like, who's your trainer? I was like, it's Nick. So he messes his Nick. He's like, I'm using one of your students. How is he? He's like, oh, he's, he's okay. He can work. And I worked the match. I not only worked the match, did good. I got paid. And then he goes and messes Nick. He goes, you fucking lied to me. This kid knows what he's doing. He told me he was green. What you've been hiding him from? And I was like, okay, it's better. And once again, to be patient, it was just that thing like, we came at the same time. Why are we not on the same trajectory? But I was like, everything happens for a reason. Keep doing what you're doing, and things will go your way. But then I got stuck with Tyrone. So, (laughs) but it's been good now. It's been good. First year was bang. After that's been kind of good. <laughs> it's 
Yo, but it, it is crazy, man. Like, it's one thing that you you have to remember and then you have to, like, and, and the funny thing is, is, you and I, like, we're, like, we're roughly the same age, but we both kind of, like, learn this lesson in different ways is that you have to have your blinders on. And although, like, your friends are succeeding or people that you're, you you want to compete with are succeeding, you don't you don't want to use that as, like, a rage tool and be like, why is he doing that? You're just like, no, no, no. I'm going to get to that level and I'm going to show you why I'm better than that person in that level. And it's not, it's not necessarily proving everybody else wrong. It's just proving yourself right. And I feel like that's where I'm at right now. It's like, I see all, I see everybody else with all the success they're having. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to just keep down the path and just keep running and be patient because something's going to click and then everything's going to open up and I'm going to be like, that's why. And I don't have to worry about everybody else kind of what i've been doing this year it's like i told him it's like so tyrone's like look we're gonna do singles we're gonna do tags whatever comes up we're gonna come up now the thing about it is i have kids he does not so it's like look dude if something happens with them i just can't i can't do anything like i want to do the show it's like hey like some drawing my kid i can't go and he's like okay promoter's like okay and that's the difference between me and him. He doesn't understand the responsibilities. But me and you, like you said, same age, got kids. We know, like, they're important. I love this, but this is more important. But right. I don't know. The rest of the thing is just it's so weird. It's funny and it's so weird. Every locker room is different. Same people, but it's different. Get that. <laughs> so actually let's talk about that man so like it's, it's one thing i like to do i'm gonna ask you first and then we're gonna ask this next question so what advice would you give to up-and-coming wrestlers and just in general or yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay so if you are in the baltimore area my advice to you is and this is not this to me actually makes a lot of sense. Contact Nick Sicken. And I say that because of this. The price of training is reasonable. Everybody there is friendly. And you don't have to go through all the gorilla. You don't have to do all these sit-ups. There's not a lot of blowing up. Or go to DWA, whichever one. But the thing about with Nick is everybody's patient with you. And then you get to go to shows. You don't get to work them, but you can go. Some you can do better Royals. That was the one thing I used to hate. Always on battle Royals. That's why I don't do them now. But I remember I did two battle Royals and two promoters remember me because I stuck out. And so for the young people, any opportunity you get is an opportunity. Take it. But sometimes you got to start small to work your way up to the big things. So that's the best advice I ever experienced. And now I can just tell other people that. I like it. And I, and you're right. You're right. Like just state like it it's, it's like that scene in like <laughs> in uh Billy Madison where like Adam Sandler's like everybody's like, I can't wait till I go to high school. Like, don't say that. Hey, now, don't you do it. Stay here. Stay here. Right. Grow. <laughs> I sucked. 
<laughs> All right. You did mention earlier, so I definitely want to talk about it. You've been in different locker rooms. Every locker room is different. So all I need to know is I need one do and one don't of the locker room. One don't. Don't ostracize yourself and make feel like you're important. I've seen it done by two people. They come in, shake hands, they grunt. They go off in the corner and they just sit there. Um, the best do, go in, shake your hand. I never introduce myself by my wrestling name. I always say my first name. And then I go, what needs to be done? Is the ring set up? Camera's working? Like, what's going on? Like, try to take that initiative. It doesn't seem like it at first, but promoters or the booker or whoever catches on to that and goes, I like this kid. He just came in, shook my hand and started doing stuff. Also, a definite do. If you weren't there for setup, try to stay for breakdown. Now, if you're not, if you're not driving, like, he's my ride, I gotta go, I'm sorry. Try to do something, grab some cheers, something. Either be there for setup or be there for breakdown. That's the best do's. The best don't, don't ostracize yourself. I know people say the shaking hand thing is outdated. It's just a mutual respect thing. When you see your friends, you hug them. What's up? That always do that. So yeah, I like that though, and that and that's something like I try to. And it's funny because I I just saw this today on Facebook, and you know some of the guys who are attached to the show will also know that we were talking about this. But they were talking about like why doesn't like certain people don't know how to set up a ring and I was like yo genuinely like that's one of my favorite things to do is to set up a ring and and here's why so when you're in high school and it's a Friday night right what do you if you're playing football like what are you doing it's game day man like you're putting your you're putting your pads on you're lacing up your shoulder pads you get your helmet you got your you're putting on your shoes your socks you put your pads in like that shit gets you psyched up and that's how it is for me when it comes to like putting up the ring when I get to put the ring in, I'm in a whole different world. And in fact, you know, Nick will tell you, I'm kind of an asshole for <laughs> putting the ring in. Because I'm like, look, I don't want to talk to you until this ring gets put up. And then we'll break it down and we'll be like, hey, what's up? Like, you know, cool to see you. Like, I'm not going to be mean and be like, just ignore you. I'll shake your hand and tell you like, hey, what's going on, man? But I'm in a whole different world because literally this is like football. Is just I'm putting on these boards. I'm getting hyped and get myself in the right mindset, and that's what I do. And then when we tear it down, it's like me pulling down like all of that now. So I built up this like, huge hype wall, and now like put the boards or put the boards away. Take the mats off. Take the canvas off. Take the ropes out. Now you're pulling those pieces back down, and you're just getting yourself in a different mindset, and you're bringing yourself back to reality. And that's how I treat it whenever I do these things. And that's, it's just, it's fun for me. It's weird, but it's fun. That makes sense. Putting the ring together is basically like putting on your wrestling gear. It's, you've got to be focused, but when you get to take it off, it's like, oh, that, oh what's going on, man? Yeah, come on, get these ropes. Let's go. Ah, oh, it's, <laughs> yeah. That, that's the problem now. And I think, and I don't, I don't want to sound like that old asshole. But I feel like, oh, you guys want to get in the ring, students. You got to learn how to put this ring together. We'll show you the first time, maybe the second. The third time, it should be you guys putting it together. Because you never know what situations you're going to have when it's like, who knows how to put a ring together? It's the one thing about Tyrone I, I love. He knows how to put a ring together. He sat there and was like, we got to learn this. 
a lot of even you know it's like like you just said everyone we knows knows how to put a ring together taking it down that's that's easy putting it together where's these mats go do we miss the board people's cables are different it's like oh god then you go into somebody like who put this ring together you hit the ropes and you go who put this together take it apart it's like we're redoing this jesus christ how many That's times it. how many times is and full train and we've already said this that we train together so this is like really well behind the scenes but like how many times have you and i sat back and been like who put this together <laughs> and somebody looks at it like no 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 no, no, no. we're gonna take this all apart we're gonna do this all over again we're gonna retighten down these ropes because somebody fucked this up massively and we need to figure this out it's like we're not here to yell at you tell you what you did wrong so we can fix it and you just look at the ring you go hey what's going on what's going on? who did that who touched this ring <laughs> no 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 who, t- who touched it take it down we do it we do it do it all over again I'm judging all of you right now i'm so upset i'm gonna flip <laughs> this back a little bit more i think it was it was my second year in, and it was the first C3 show. And there was two people in particular I didn't get along with. Everybody knew that because I didn't like, I didn't like the arrogance. You have a right to be arrogant, but don't flaunt like you are arrogant, and then you give us a match that's not really living up to your arrogance. And they were right. like, we got the ring. We can put it together. You guys don't need to be here for anything. So I go, okay. I walk away. And I go over my match with somebody else. I come back, and Tyrone is red, and I—he's like, so it's really easy to see his red. And I—he, I'm like, what's wrong with you? And he points, and I look. So the middle rope is so tight, the bottom rope is so tight, the top rope is loose, and the cables at the bottom aren't hooked correctly. And the people that hooked the ring up left. So we take the ring entirely apart and everybody comes in and Nick just goes, what happened? We took it apart because it was wrong. You didn't watch that video I sent you? And he looks at the video and goes, oh, you guys are so bad, so in trouble. Put the ring together completely. They were mad at us, but it was, you guys got to know how to do this. Had we not been here to fix it 20 minutes before the show, we'd have been screwed. That Ah, ah, I'm so glad we stayed. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh. Whew. What we got now? <laughs> all right, man. Well, those are all like my hard, heavy-hitting questions, man. So uh, we just got to jump into the second best segment of the Three Count Podcast. People ask me all the time, what's the first? It's the Red Dogs Power Rankings that you can find every Sunday on our debate show. So, this is the three count podcast, 10 count questions. And Mr. Sam, this is how it works. I'm going to fire off 10 questions at you rapid fast. Whatever's okay. your answer, that's your answer. <laughs> okay. All right. So we're going we're gonna to put on imagine, imaginary timer for added pressure. Bing. And here we go. Smackdown or Raw? Raw. Favorite movie? Oh, Godfather. Sonic or Mario? Sonic. Favorite color? Purple. Grilled or fried? Grilled. Favorite suplex? Snap. Suplex. 
squats or deadlifts deadlifts favorite podcast Ooh. actually it is religion religion okay. let's go so nominate one person that you want to see on this show Ooh. Mm. nominate one person somebody that you haven't had someone i haven't had that's a lot full transparency this is 180th episode that we're done (laughs) right and i don't know if you've ever had this man but it was my first seminar and i i actually i had three seminars with him if it was possible if it was possible i would love if Jeff Jarrett will be on this podcast. We have not had him on, but yes, the, that is that the is on the list. Him were great. So simple, but they were so important. It was just it that that I was so happy I went to that seminar. That humbled me to a point where it was like everything I was doing was correct. That's a seminar everybody needs to go to. It was worth it was worth the trip. Not taking Tyrone. It was worth the trip. That. And last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person that comes on this podcast. Favorite curse word. <laughs> oh, this full Jesus. My favorite curse word. It it's a tie. So because apparently I have ties to the UK and funds and stuff. So I love the word shite instead of shit. Right. I love shit. <laughs> but sometimes I just want to go, you are a cunt. <laughs> and I go, hey, I can say that. I got ties over there. That, that's, my, that's my favorite. That's my favorite. <laughs> there you have it, man. That's the 10 count question. So the last thing I need from you, man, is just let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you. Uh, yeah, so right now you can find me on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook all at Mr. Eclipse or type in Black Privilege. You'll see us both there as a tag team and as singles. Um, anybody got any questions, you can always reach out to me on social media. Uh, please no unsolicited pics or videos. Thank you. I got that. I experienced that this weekend. I didn't know if I should go hashtag me too or I don't consent. So it's different for it's really weird. I don't want that. But yeah, so my social media, Black Privilege, uh, at a premium, 9,000. It's very funny. Or uh, just type in Samuel Masters and you'll see me, man. Bet. Well, there you have it. So you know what that means. It's, it's time to go home. It's time to go home. It's time, it's time to head to the finish. And that means this is the Three Count Podcast presents. And now we're into the ring. And like I said at the top of this show, I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man who leads you up this mountain called wrestling. You can call me your Sherpa, but like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and does it more efficiently than you do. So it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. And right now, you see him. He's right next to me. He is the man, the myth, the legend, that man known as Samuel Masters, one half of Black Privilege, the strong half of Black Privilege. Some of you guys will know what I mean by that because of a promo I may or may not have done. Anyway, with that being said, you guys know what to do. Tune into the next episode and be there or you just wait 
till this episode ends. You wait for that outro and you pick another episode to listen to. (laughs) Peace. Peace, everyone. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the three count underscore pod. Give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the three count pod. Give us a like, give us a follow. Leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com, give us a subscribe, turn the bell on, turn on notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys. And we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. Oh, at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So. Show some support, please.